Hello and welcome to Money Purpose Live. Money Purpose is a series of interviews with over 20 experts that have mastered tools and strategies which led them to their financial success. What wealth creators, fire experts, money coaches have done differently to have the right money mindset and create more money during COVID-19. In this series, you will gain the most relevant insights and strategies to help you pivot or thrive through current challenging times. The Money Purpose series was created by Blossom Media Studio to empower you to take control of your finances. Now let's get right into it. Today's guest is Faith Gabrielle, and she's known as the finance fashionista. You'll either find her shopping on Fifth Avenue or investing on Wall Street. She's always game for a shopping spree. As long as she's contributing to her retirement savings first, she buys shoes like she buys stocks as a quality investment. Faith's mission is to educate and empower you to better understand your relationship with money and realize your full financial potential. Let's welcome Faith to the show and let's get right into it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Money Purpose Series. I'm so thankful that you are here today, and I'm so beyond excited for you to listen to this interview with Faith Gabrielle. She is absolutely stunning. Just look at her, how beautiful she is. And for many of you guys that have not been following her journey, she has an Instagram page and website called The Finance Fashionista. And I'm so excited just to have a conversation with her and just knowledge that she has as the coach for what we can do, do, you know, to improve our finances and just learn more how we can become a little bit more literate about our money and just our spending habits and all the good things. And a part of me really want to ask her questions about fashion and all those things, but we'll leave it for another time. So welcome, Faith. Mimi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and so grateful to be here. Yes. So walk us back a little bit, you know, behind the scenes of finance and fashionista. Why such a combination and, you know, how did that all come about? Well, um, it is funny story, right? It always starts with a funny story. Um, So I you know, studied finance in college, studied economics in college, uh, went right into wealth management as my career uh, after uh, I graduated. And, you know, I felt that, you know, with the work that I was doing, I noticed that there was a significant gap in the level of literacy around finance, around investing, around just that comfort level of having those conversations, not being afraid to ask questions. I saw a huge gap when it came to, uh, you know, those types of topics around women. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because they weren't interested. It wasn't because uh, it was really just because they had had not been exposed to it in the past. And those conversations hadn't happened in their lives before. And, you know, they were kind of used to someone else taking care of it and and they focus on their life and what they're doing. So, um, you know, knowing how it works and knowing how, you know, the life expectancy between men and women, you know, women 
statistically live longer. So regardless if your husband or partner, whoever, is taking care of the finances and the investments right now, well, if something were to ever happen to them, God forbid, um, what are you going to do? Where are yeah. you going to be? So I realized that there was a way that that just given my unique personality, loving fashion, loving all those finer things in life, um, you know, and just loving the things of what it is to be a woman, I knew that there was a opportunity and an outlet for me to connect and help women in this area to get involved right now yeah. and really understand where they're at right now, where they've been in the past, what got them to where they are right now, and where are they going? Um, so it's been such a blast. Uh, I love it. I love teaching women that, you know, it's okay to like shoes and like purses and, and want those things and want those investment pieces. You can have both. You can have a Birkin bag and, you know, a healthy retirement account. Yeah. It's all about planning. So mm. that's really what it comes down to. And it's been a blast. And I love coaching women. I coach men too. You know, I'm not, I don't discriminate. So, <laughs> um, you know, on, on how they can really better understand their internal, their thought patterns, the conversations they're having with themselves around making financial decisions. Mm -hmm. What are the emotions that they're feeling? Uh, why are those emotions there? You know, what happened in their childhood? Who was influential on them since they were little, yeah. you know, to lead them to think and do the way that they do right now? I would say it goes both ways. There's such fear about how to save more and what to do because a lot of us getting furloughed or, you know, not having a job. And a lot of us actually putting money in maybe some investment that we're not quite planned for yet because there's such a hype of you know, invest investing world for millennials right now, especially uh, on Robinhood, you can really literally invest, in, you know, within your uh, phone and just have it in your pocket, click two buttons and then invest. So how do you coach or I would say advise people to find the balance between both? Because in the uncertain time like this, we tend to do something emotional and emotions and money I would say not really go well together. <laughs> it is, and unfortunately, it well, fortunately and unfortunately, you know, money is a very personal uh, experience, a personal topic. There's going to be emotions involved with it because all the things that money does or doesn't do for us um, in our lives, we see how it can limit those. We others, we see how it can, you know, take others to the next level and be a fantastic tool. Mm. So in times like this. Um, you know, one of the things that I tell all of my clients, whether it be, you know, my wealth management clients and also my coaching clients is that economic downturns uh, are temporary. Um, this is really the planning that you're going to want, you're going to want to hone in on, uh, you know, with a magnifying glass is going to be what your short term strategy is. Mm. It really shouldn't affect, you know, the long term strategy if you've had a plan in place. So in regards to, you know, jumping on the bandwagon of, you know, I mean, over the last couple of months, you know, stock market, you know, the prices have been pretty attractive. Uh, yeah. But just last week, we were back up to the highs that we had, you know, back uh, in the springtime before all this happened. So it's fleeting. It is a fly by night. You can't time the market. The time to invest is is now, is yesterday, is tomorrow. Um, so those that it, I love the enthusiasm that I'm seeing 
of those wanting to get involved in investing, wanting to better understand, but it's important that we don't put the cart before the horse. Right. Uh, so kind of backpedaling a little bit and let's take a look at the short term. So most importantly, you know, if there are concerns around whether or not someone ha will be having cash flow coming into their household due to being furloughed or laid off or, you know, being displaced due to reasons out of their control. Uh, you know, this pandemic and everything has impacted companies, public, private, doesn't even matter. Everyone has been impacted in some way. So when you've got that level of uncertainty, you're gonna want to make sure that your short your short term liquidity needs, you know, your mm -hmm. your cash flow needs in the short term while this is our reality are going to be taken care of right. because if they're not or if you're not where you want to be and you're so you try to i don't know but focus on something more exciting like investing and yeah. making money for the long term you're as you said it's emotional you're going to make decisions out of fear mm -hmm. and despair and not coming from a place of being just centered and aligned with your priorities yeah. around money right. so short-term cash flow needs number one that is the utmost important thing make sure that you can at all possible you know stay on track to be on time with any liability payments that you have student loans all of that we have no control and we will have we will not know what the government and all of those agencies yeah. will do or not do with that so we can't bet on any of that right. to happen right we've got to take control over our controllables mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I would agree with you too. Uh, emergency fund, having something that you can always, you know, rely on, on your own, you know, self, not hoping that the government will give another stimulus check because you don't really know if they do or if they won't. So um, what is the one habit that you would advise, you know, audience that is watching right now is to continuously do even though the time are hard and it is short term, right? And maybe times are get, going to get back to normal again or maybe better. But what is the ha one habit that you would always advise people to keep no matter how economy looks like or no matter how things you know, will turn out financially for them? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I love one of the uh, bright spots, the silver linings of, you know, having something like a global pandemic impact us for uh, almost an entire year is that it has caused many to take a step back and reflect on and really analyze where they are in their money situation. Yeah. So that's something that regardless if there's a pandemic going on, we need to be aware of. We need to understand and we need to remind ourselves that we have control over our money mm -hmm. and that money does not have our money does not have control over us. Absolutely. It is a tool and it's up to us to make the decisions to use that tool wisely to make sure that we can live our best life possible and reach and achieve all of those goals that we want. Um, so a habit that I think, you know, whether it's, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I just got laid off because of this. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, in the short term versus the long term. Take a look at your cash, your inflows and your outflows. It's as easy as that. Mm. I mean, it, when it comes down to it, when the rubber meets the road, that's what it is at the end of the day. Look at where all of your spending is. It's not fun, honestly. It is not. It is not an enjoyable experience for many. And I and there's. I'm not even going to try and sugarcoat that. 
it's not fun to look like, oh, the receipts. That was me. That yeah. was me the whole time. Where yeah. did all my money go? Oh, that was me. <laughs> um, but you know what? What's more important than any of that and any cringeworthy moments, and they're only moments that you're going to experience with that, what's more important is the self-awareness that you're going to gain about yourself. Yeah. You're going to know a lot more about, oh, why do I spend my money on mm. that? And why, why was it just something that I didn't even remember that I spent it on? Uh, let's look at some patterns. So being mm. aware of your patterns, regardless of what's going on in the world, yeah. better, which, which can help you. And things that I coach you know, my clients with is understanding why are those patterns there? And what are we going to do about them? Right. How can you honor and you know, praise those positive patterns, those positive emotions that you have around mm. money, some of which you know, many may have realized over the last couple of months. No, well, like I actually am really good about having an emergency fund. It's really working for me right now. And it's thank goodness I did it. How can we honor those positive traits while taking a look, not neglecting or ignoring some of maybe the more negative or more challenging uh, behaviors, patterns, emotions that we get that come over us mm -hmm. in the moment around money situations. Yeah. And that self-awareness really is the most right. important thing. Right. Absolutely beautiful. And well, the question on the side is, should we be saving for Birkin bags? Do you teach, <laughs> do you teach your clients for the, <laughs> so every client is different. Everyone's situation is very different. Obviously in the luxury market has seen this, right? You know, there are less people worried about Birkin bags right now. Right. And they are about making sure that they can pay their mortgage and and it's embracing that and knowing that, you know, we have the weather has seasons and we're going to have seasons when it comes to our money as well. Mm. Because right now there may be people who are really are using up their, their reserves because they don't have the income coming in that maybe they did before this pandemic or still trying to get back on their feet. They're not going to be in a season of saving aggressively mm -hmm. because they need to make sure that all of their bases are covered. Yeah. The season will come again where they're going to be able to do that. Right. You just have to remember that, that this is temporary. And, you know, the behaviors and patterns that you have right now, it's not, that doesn't define you, mm -hmm. you know, it's just part of where you are in your life right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, there's yeah. plenty of time for broken bags. Apparently they're not going anywhere. So <laughs> I wrote a whole article about it. So, um, are they yeah. good investment in your opinion? <laughs> so, you know, it, it's funny. There have been a couple different studies on this, yeah. believe it or not, yeah. on the ROI of buying a Birkin bag and, you know, what it's worth today. Of course, as with any, you know, physical good, it really depends on the supply of mm. it and the demand, the scarcity of it. That's what, make, what makes luxury luxury. Right. Um, so at the end of the day, I do believe that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world as Albert Einstein so eloquently put it. Yes. So do not give up the magic of compound interest for the sake of a Birkin bag. Instead, if this is some, if whatever the Birkin bag defines, because everyone has, I call it the Manolo. So Carrie Bradshaw, right? Sex in the city. Are yeah. you familiar? So, yes. you know, she worked so hard. She worked her tail feather off for her shoes. She yeah. loved shoes. That yeah. was something that was important to her. It was a priority. You know, it made her happy. It brought fulfillment in her life. 
this is also a TV show, so not everyone's going to be like that, and it's not necessarily the way that I would usually recommend someone's priorities be. However, we can take that principle and say, well, what's my, what's the, what, who are the Manolos in my life? Right. What are the Manola Blahniks, you know, is it my family? Is it, you know, my ability to travel? So keeping a good uh, view on those, uh, you know, can really help you determine, okay, this is what I want. This is what's important to me. What steps do I need to take? What types of investments do I need to be involved in to make sure that I can get there? Right. Because the risk return on any investment is, is going to vary. I'm not here to give specific investment advice, but I will as a general educational principle. Um, you have to understand the level of risk that you're taking um, and be okay with that uh, and understand that there is a correlating rate of return. And that rate of return is going to dictate what you can do with that money. Yeah, and I love how, yeah, (laughs) I love how just light and beautifully you put finances together and it makes it less overwhelming because since, you know, people do ask questions um, as my friends or people just reach out through Instagram, you know, and they're asking, well, I want to leave my nine to five. I want to have this and that, you know, they have plans. Some have plans of just travel right being financially independent some have plans to just start the business and they get really overwhelmed in terms of money and finance aspect and that's stopping them really to think and dream about something that they want to do like it really stopping them it becoming a roadblock of doing the next thing that they want right but just listening to you and just your um I would say the way you put things, it just makes it so much lighter and it makes us so much fun. It's like, yeah, it can like, be fun. It yeah. doesn't have to be all gloom and doom. It is a very serious, very important topic, but who says we can't have fun while we address it and while we make fantastic plans and make sure that you're on the right track. Life is too short. Okay. Yeah. So I really appreciate that, um, that my approach resonates with you. Hopefully it resonates with others. I, um, you know, I'm, you, you have to be, you can't be all things to all people, but right. you can be all things to some people. So. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. And it's beautiful. It really takes away the anxiety of talking about money. And the main portion that I've realized by just speaking a lot of people who, you know, reach out to me that, for example, they want to start a podcast and the main issue is like, I do want to build my personal brand. I do want to, you know, raise my voice I do want to speak up through podcasting and share with people but at the same time like oh I'm not sure if I should be investing in that mic or this mic and they start basically making their dreams smaller Mm -hmm. but it's not because they cannot afford it it's more of like it's so overwhelming because there's no knowledge of really their own you know knowledge and I would say control of their finances and that's why there's so much like gray areas like oh I don't know if I should but like if you really can put it in a paper if you can afford it you know I I wouldn't be pushing people that cannot do something right but I just see a lot of that uncertainty behind making decisions too in life and right and it's one thing you're absolutely right I think that it's important that sense of overwhelm that sense of anxiety We've all experienced it in one way or another. I can, I can, I absolutely have. I will never try and deny that because probably at some point it's been really obvious. Yeah. But I think I'm much better at, you know, dealing with it right now. I think the important thing, Mimi, that you probably remind your clients all the time 
but they want this, they want that. They see it. They see the vision mm. and you help them get to that vision. You probably remind them, you know, you can have all those things, just not all at the same time, right yeah. this second. You can have it all, just not all right now. Mm. So they have to be patient with themselves. They have to stay disciplined, which I know is something, I mean, that is the principle in anything that we're working for is be patient with the process, be patient with oneself. You know, we're our own worst critics, as you yes. know. Um, people are very critical of themselves when it comes to money. They, um, you know, if they mess up or they make a mistake, you know, they, they're so hard on themselves yeah. and they let that mistake just continue to impact the rest of the decisions that they make, you know, for a pretty long time. Yeah. And when it doesn't have to be that way. Right. So, you know, the sense of overwhelm, like just reminding them, you know, you're only one person you can absolutely do this you can travel you can start this business you can leave your nine to five or you can rise to the ranks and be a c-suite executive if that's what you want to do yeah but it's going to take some time yeah. and it's going to take some time to build a nest egg for retirement absolutely. so patience discipline <laughs> all that good stuff it's it's their virtues aren't they so yeah but it's easy to say harder to actually act on it <laughs> mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, so That's why we need coaches. That's why we need help. It's okay. We're not on this yeah, journey by ourselves. Exactly. And you I really want to stress this out that we are not self-made. That we always have people that walk a little bit in front of us that known a little bit more, have figured out a little bit more than us that can, you know, navigate that path for us, right? So that's why you have coaches that's why you have people who actually want to serve and give back because it took them so much time and effort to really learn those things right so and which speaking of a lot of audience that i'm addressing you know this series for is for millennials like myself and just for next generation that are just graduating school right now um there's so much uncertainty and really for them, it's more like, well, I just graduated. Now I need to figure out how to find a job, uh, which is not easy. And also because times are changing and things are changing so fast with Internet, right? It's not your typical just get your degree and go to get a job and, you know, retire at 65. It's absolutely different game right now. What is your intake on that? And just from your experience of coaching your clientele and you know more of where it's going right now and what I would say millennials and generation Z and generation after should be doing as a basic to help with their finances because things moving way too fast and I think that we do forget basics we do it is it's so easy to lose sight of those because you know, the world is moving so fast, technology, social media, all of those things have made information so unbelievably and amazingly readily available to us at any given time that we ever want it. Um, it's overwhelming. Yeah. And, you know, we're constantly comparing ourselves to, you know, our peers or those that are ahead of us that from a perception, you know, they're great at branding because you know, it looks like they have it all together, but that's not authentic. We need to remember that we're all people too. Yeah. Everyone that we're looking up to that, you know, we admire, they should be able to admit, you know, I'm a human too. I've made mistakes. I've learned from them. I'm not perfect. So especially someone, you know, who's just getting out of college, I would say, remember that, you know, that you're only one person. 
be patient with yourself and, you know, don't get caught up in the things that may seem like they're the most important thing at the time, like a Gucci belt. Like that's not, that's not the status symbol. Like it doesn't matter as much. It's great if you want one, if you have all of your ducks in a row before that, and it really gets more into, you know, personal, the personal finance, very, uh, a traditional type of advice on, okay, let's look at your debt. Let's look at your cash. Yeah. Let's look at all that fun stuff. Um, but just remembering that making sure that one is aligned with their priorities mm. of what they want to do and not being afraid to lean on those mentors that you just referred to those that have done what we want to do before leaning on their expertise because they want to see you succeed as well. Um, there's one other thing that I think is really important and I just completely lost it. It just went, so, um, I'll think of it, yeah, but we can get back to it. But really just, you know, remember that, you know, it's all a process and tr oh, so being ahead of the curve. Okay. What can you do? Because at the end of the game, I'll never forget my favorite mentor. She is amazing. I admire her. She is a top-notch businesswoman. Nothing to do with finance or anything, but she taught me around, you know, business is like a game of chess, mm. a.k.a. it's a game, a.k.a. you know, you can't take it personally. Mm. It's just business. So look at it. And try and think, you know, what can I do now to get myself ahead of the curve in the future? What am I seeing around myself? All this information that is so readily available to me as a, you know, a new college graduate. Mm -hmm. What are the connections that I need to be making? What are the steps that I need to be taking to make sure that I position myself to the world in this game of chess that is, you know, career development and finding one's calling and, uh, <clears throat> and one's, you know, location uh what can i do to make sure that i'm setting myself up for the best you know for the best ideal you know potential outcome yeah and uh i think that that is something that we need to take more of a proactive approach we can't just expect things to yes. just show up in front of us yes. and oh i have a bachelor's degree like obviously all these companies want me like actually you and thousands of others have a bachelor yes, degree so absolutely. what are you going to do that's going to set you apart that's going to make you you know be competitive in this game of right. chess that right. is life and right. business right. so that's my piece i probably rambled a little bit <laughs> no it was great and i think it's very helpful to to recognize what is that that end result you want knowing that it is a process right and mm -hmm. this is what i my own pers from my own personal experience i want to always encourage people is that it's okay if your purpose change it's okay mm -hmm. if you went for school for one degree and you realize later on that it's not something you want to do it's okay it's a process it's of it and i've gone through it myself and the piece of it though that you need to make sure that you're continuously trying because without trying and thinking that well what if it's not what i want to do eventually you're not going anywhere you will never find out if it's something you want to do or never want to do you just have to try I mean, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen right yeah uh it's not for you okay great let's move on to the next exactly. thing. you never want to be like oh well i wonder if i'd ever done that 20 years ago what my life would be like what if i tried then 
You know, you don't want to be in that position. You want right. to be like, well, I went for it. Was it for me? But at least now I know for sure that it wasn't for me. Right. Because uh, what's the worst thing that could happen? Seriously. What is the worst possible thing that could happen right. in any situation that you're stressed about? Okay. Figure out what that is. Come to terms with that, that that could potentially happen. And that understand, okay, I'm going to be okay if that's what happens. And see what happens you and know life and continues you'd be pleasantly surprised you never know yeah so. and life continues and it's there for you to really try and try even more so mm-hmm. yeah i love our conversation and i know we have just few times you know few minutes left um i just really you know want to maybe ask you what is next for you and what is um fashionista finance fashionista is having for community next absolutely so um given the pandemic even before that i have loved having my group coaching uh, classes even my one-on-one coaching you know we've gone fully virtual meaning that you know i can help you no matter where you are in the world there's all the only barrier is a time zone, and I'm pretty sure we can figure that out. Yes. Um, so I'm now enrolling in my next wave of group classes. Um, one-on-ones are just, you know, rolling, uh, you know, applications, all of that. But the group classes, you know, I want to make sure we keep it pretty small, between six and eight people at a time. And it includes one-on-one sessions in between those group meetings uh, to make sure that we're really getting to what we need to work on. Uh, but we want to make sure that, one, it Time zone works for everybody. And two, that, you know, maybe the attendees, the group members are all maybe dealing with something kind of similar and mm-hmm. in their own way. Right. So that's, you know, starting right now, um, as well as I've also begun, just because I see it as being something sort of readily, you talk about the short-term planning, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about cash flow planning. You know, that's something that I think could, it's probably weighing pretty heavy on a lot of people's mind, no matter where you are in your stage of life, career, anything. It's a concern. It's good to be aware of it at all times. So I'm actually offering, you know, some cash, basic cash flow planning. Um, It's usually about an hour session. I'm actually reducing that to only $79 uh, for a full cash flow plan. So you see it all on paper and you know yeah. where you are. Right. So you know, okay, what do I need to do next? So that's right. what's going on for me. All of that can be found on my website, thefinancefashionista.com. Uh, shoot me a message. I would love to connect with you and see how, you know, money coaching may be able to be something that can serve you really well moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys, this Faith is amazing. And not only that, I want to mention that she's really up for good shopping spur and why I mentioned that is because her coaching program is on sale right now. All of us who love shopping, we love sale. (laughs) So go sign up and just ask all the financial questions that you have. And through this interview, you already have seen that she's made it so light and so possible and easy to understand. She will break it down and just explain it lightly and so that you can find your Manola planning. So. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll figure out the Manolas of, of your life. And I appreciate you so much for having me. And I certainly hope that our conversation, what I was able to bring, you know, those that are listening, you know, find some value in that and can carry that with them and, and do even better going into, you know, the end of the year already. Oh my gosh. And, uh, and 2021, which is obviously going to be way better than every, obviously, right? So 
Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Mimi, for having me. Yeah.